0: And I, brethren, Paul speaking to the Corinthians, when I came to you, came not with the excellency of speech or, the, or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Jumping over to this, uh, verse 2 in the Amplified, For I resolved to know nothing to be acquainted with nothing, to display the knowledge of nothing, and to be conscious of nothing among you except Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and Him crucified. So a message in itself is what this church believes, the finished work of the cross, what Jesus accomplished on Calvary, all right? He said, all the wisdom and the man man's wisdom, he wanted to push aside and just remain in the revelation of Christ, all right? And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit. Say Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. And power. Say power. So there's a very close connectivity to the Holy Ghost and power. When he tells them to go and wait in Jerusalem, he said, Do not go out, but go and wait until you are clothed with power. You will receive the Spirit, and then the Spirit will empower you to be my witnesses. All right? So he says, um, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. Hello, earth earth dwellers of the 20, 21st century, 21, 2021, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. We need that to be broadcast and broadcast and broadcast and broadcast. Because right now, the church and the people of the earth are listening to everything but the voice of God. Everything is about what somebody said somewhere, the wisdom of men. But in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So there's certain stuff that's hidden, but it's hidden with intent. Your bank account has a pin. It's not open for everybody's use because of the value that that bank account has to you the the treasures that it has it's not just there for the picking it's not on the pavement that everybody walk past and pick it up the wisdom of god is a hidden mystery but not hidden in the sake of god playing hiding or seek with you hidden in the fact that not everybody who just walks past can pick it up but it's there for his children all right um nor the princes of this world that come not, but we speak the wisdom in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Point taken. Right? If they had known, re- remember that the Romans did the work. The Romans nailed Jesus to the cross. The Jewish Sanhedrin were the ones that took him there. They were the church of the time who had prophecy of the prophecy, of the prophecy, of the prophecy, prophecy of his coming, yet they were not they were not listening to the voice of the Spirit. They were not led by the Spirit when they took Christ to the cross. It was hidden from them. And we're going to touch maybe today on a scripture that that opens your eyes to that. Okay. But as it is written, are you ready? Eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Can I see how many people in this place love Jesus this morning? You're in church on a Sunday morning, I would think so. Amen? You, you love Jesus, so this is not applying to you. It's applying to those who don't believe. They could never see, and you're going to see now when I jump down, they could never see what God's prepared because He's there for those that love Him, Say, and it's spiritually discerned. All right? But God has revealed them. You see, not to them. Not, I has not seen, but. Say, but. This is a good but. But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. Say, by His Spirit. All right? For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So the Spirit knows even the depths of God. How deep is God? An incalculable, we don't know. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, God's revelation of Himself to the child of God is an ever-increasing constant revelation. Are you with me? God reveals on an ongoing basis, takes the veil away. It's a Ever growing constant revelation. Are you with me? All right. For what man knoweth the things of man save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now, we have not received, we have, but we have received not the Spirit of the world. Say not. But the Spirit which is of God, so I have received the Spirit of God, that we might know, say the intent, the things that are freely given, are given to us by God. So God's intent is that you would know what's really given. But He gave intentionally someone, a person called Holy Spirit, to reveal that to the church. He gave Him to us, Okay? Um, which things also we speak not in the words, you see, we're back to the beginning, we don't speak these things in the words of man's wisdom, that man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things to spiritual. Not spiritual things to the heisgenoot. Not spiritual things to the Sunday Times. Not spiritual things to the local policy of the municipal election. Spiritual things to the spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. Receives not. Receives not. The natural man. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Ooh. We want revival, but we're not prepared to spiritually discern. But he that is the spiritual judges all things, yet himself judged, is judged of no man. You need to read the NIV of that that. That explains it a little bit more. Let's see what it says here. In the but the spiritual man tries all things, examines, investigates, inquires into questions and discerns all things. Yet is himself uh, to be put on trial and judged by no man. He can read. Um, he can read the meaning of everything, but no one can properly discern and appraise or get insight into him. Why? Because John 3 tells you why. A man led by the Spirit is like the wind. You don't know where he's coming from or where he's going to. A spiritual man is is, is controlled by the Spirit. The depth of what God has done inside of you cannot externally in the natural be understood. I cannot actually totally discern what God has planned for you in your lifetime. Only God knows that, and God's got a deeper plan than I could even imagine about you, and we all battle with that because God tells us from time to time in the Word, but this is what I've got planned for you, and we go, huh? Can't be. You don't know me, Lord. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I know that you're born again. Most of you, all of you, born again, have the Spirit. And that you're not a natural man. Yet we do have a problem. That's why the Bible talks to us about renewing our mind. Because we have an inclination to go back into the natural. We're all experiencing that. We all experience that on a daily basis. When certain things cross over our phone or the newscast or whatever. And we look at it and we get caught up into fear or whatever. There is the speaking to me that wants to come out of my past experience my. Natural man. And so I need to remind myself, remind, renewed in my mind, by the Spirit, what God is saying. Okay? Because naturally, it's not going to make sense. So let, let me try and tell you why I find this so extremely important this morning before I get to those Scriptures. Let me try and explain this to you. Let's use, for instance, um, let's start off in the Old Testament. God comes and says to the people of God, You have to take this city. But this is how you're going to do battle. You are going to walk around the city once every day for seven days. And then on the seventh day, you're going to walk around it seven times. And then at the end of that time, you're going to shout. Come on, whether you were living in that time or in this time in the natural, be honest with me now, does that make sense? Can you do warfare by walking around the walls of a city? How does that in any way affect what's going to go down? It's not naturally discerned, but God has something that He's busy. Even to this day, I don't think any of us have really questioned God and say, okay, God, I know I have some theories, but it's not written anywhere to tell you what was on God's heart and His mind when He told them to walk around that city. The exception is that they had to shut up and not talk and keep their mouths quiet so they couldn't talk themselves out of a victory while they were being cussed and defamed. And belittle, what do you guys think you're doing? You come out every morning and walk around the city, you think that scares us? You weasels! What's going on on the inside? Mm, I wanna reply, I wanna retaliate, I wanna do all the things that the natural man wants me to do. I wanna throw a stone or fire an arrow or do something. Hello? And then at the end, God achieves a victory. Bring that closer to home to you as I preach this morning and say, how do I want to settle the problem I'm having with the municipality about my water meter that they still haven't fixed, and it's been three months now, and I want to go to the municipal department and burn something on their front porch because nobody's listening to me, and I'm so frustrated, I'm going to go out and kill something. Oh, it's just Dave. Don't, don't worry. It's just the Basson factor. Hello? When God said, go to the man and speak to him on this fashion, Greet him with a smile. Bless him with a chocolate. No, I, I, I don't know. But God might tell you to do it totally differently than the way you have been doing it. Can I get closer to home? Ephesians 5. We're going to go back to the Old Testament. Ephesians 5 tells us very plain and simply how a marriage should work. There's no hieroglyphics there. There's no Greek and Hebrew there. There's no deep Latin meaning there. It tells us plain and simple from the Spirit how it should work. Husbands, love your wives. And then in case you don't know how that looks, Sorry, I'll go and stand outside that I don't have to look at your faces right now. As Christ loved the church. Is there anything we don't understand yet? And gave His life for her. Huh? Askis There are days... I, I, don't worry, keep your, keep your masks on, it's fine. Hold your mumbagy on, is I'll just take mine off. There are days that I do not behave myself in word and deed towards my wife as Christ behaved himself. I argue, I'm argumentative, I throw my toys out the car. Oh, you, yes, I'm not an angel. Because that's the natural man. Wives, submit and honor your husbands as if unto Christ. There's two ways you can interpret that. As if Jesus was standing next to you in your marriage. Come, you two stand up quickly. You're the example this morning. So, husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church, laying your life down for her. Wife, honor and respect this man as if unto Christ. That means Christ is standing here, look at him, and he's saying to you, honor this man and respect him. Who's saying it? Jesus is saying it. Would you argue with him if he were standing here right now? Okay, g- good, good. Okay, now, he said, honor him and respect him as if unto... The other version is, as if you pulled a Jesus jersey over him, and you're no longer seeing Nathaniel, but in the Spirit, you're seeing Christ in him, and you're honoring that Christ man in him. He might do a lot of things that don't deserve any honor at all, but if, I was Je- if Jesus was in him, or I can perceive Jesus in him, I would do it. Okay? Thank you, you too. Okay, so here's the thing, is that the Spirit is speaking. And the Spirit is speaking plain and simple spiritual language, but we've become clever. We've become knowledgeable. We have all kinds of wisdoms. That we try to tell God how to run His church. We tell God how to run my marriage. We tell God how to run the country. And we want to do it our way. Sorry, it's not going to be an easy service this morning. But the voice of revival is amongst us. And we need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In Revelation it says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches nathaniel said some some awesome stuff this morning when he when he was finishing off and he said it is well worship in the spirit brings me to a place of confessing and god gave me the order as he was speaking why is it necessary to hear the worshipful noise out of my mouth because it's what's god saying and my ears need to hear it differently than to what I'm saying. And then I say, Lord, I worship you, almighty God. There is none like you. One look, and I'm singing it, and my ears tell me what I'm hearing by faith. And I go, oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's what I need to hear. Are you, are you, are you hearing what I'm, I'm saying this morning? There, there are so many different things. One of the things I get most commonly in the church, and I've had to pass this test a number of times on a number of levels, and I still write the test. I pass it, then I write it at another level. I pass it, then I write it at another Forgive one another. In the natural, forgiveness will never, ever make sense to you. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. You will have a thousand wisdoms to tell me why you should not forgive. Don't look at me. Yes, Lord, amen. But it's not a natural occurrence to forgive it's a spiritual wisdom and a spiritual action that god will honor when you do it you know what i'm saying the voice of the lord is in the midst of his people and he's speaking a voice of revival but the instructions that he's bringing are not that simple when it comes to the natural to obey them okay so because we're in the first service and time's running short the Father and the Son have a relationship, and the relationship is very, very clear to us. That when we see Jesus and the Father, the unison, the unity, the the the, the um, the dynamics of their relationship is absolute unity. And he says it like this, Whatever I hear or see or watch the Father saying, doing, like a well-oiled machine in unison, that and that only I do. How do I see that? By the Spirit. Jesus was connected to the Father, but it was the Spirit. On the Mount of Transfiguration, the voice comes from the cloud again. It says, second time he's saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And then in two different scriptures, it says, hear him. Listen to him. Hear what he's saying right now. Um, years ago, I was in a, in, in a church meeting. There had been some kind of accusation brought against me. I was totally, absolutely innocent, innocent. And I'm sitting in this meeting and I want to throw stones. Have you ever been accused falsely? Have you ever had some kind of thing that's been thrown at you and you know that you know that you know that you know you're not guilty? It sticks over here. It's like it's something that sticks in your throat. Yeah, when you accused falsely, it like it gets in your because you want to prove to everybody all in sundry, I am not guilty on this count. And so the natural man wants to cry out and say, "Not guilty!" So I'm sitting there. You know, intent is sometimes not understood my motive my intent is not always seen can be otherwise interpreted and so I'm being accused of something that my intent has got nothing to do with and sometimes there's hearing errors and saying errors I'm just telling you some stuff that people don't understand God gave gave me an instruction very clearly going into that meeting he said you do not open your Mouth, As Jesus was a lamb standing before the shearers that does not open its mouth, so was he in front of Pilate. He did not open his mouth. Gave me the scripture, gave me the motivation, said, don't say a word. The beginning of that meeting was tough. I wanted to jump out of my chair every five minutes and say, where did you get that? And And the pastor was a real... Slow slow guy, let's call it that. God rest his soul. He he didn't didn't know how to place the things. And I'm going, can't you see what's going on? But God said, shut up. And I sat there and it's like lying in the border and the guys, you've lost your gun and your horse and you're lying on an ant hill. And your friends are shooting over your head at the enemy, and the enemy are shooting over your head at your friends, and you're watching all the going, but you can't do nothing. You just gotta keep your head down. The meeting went and went and went. And the longer the meeting went, it got to a place. Sitting on this arm this this lounge chair, this armchair, got to a place where because God will never leave you to operate in your own strength he always comes once you start being obedient and you walk with him, he always comes to you and helps you with his strength and so what, it, what happened was I felt the father come and sit behind my chair, huge chair but God's bigger than the chair, obviously he's huge, I felt these two everlasting arms do this around me in the chair, I just felt these unseen arms were holding me like this And when I tried to move a little bit later, you know, when the meeting got heated, I couldn't move. I couldn't open my mouth. He just held me. So I'm sitting there like a lamb at the slaughter. I'm just sitting, and he's holding me. My accusers went round the the circle, round the circle, round the circle, round the circle. And finally, one of the young ladies stood up and said, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry, I spread this rumor because I was jealous of these other girls and I thought they were getting more attention from the poll.. <laughs> and I looked at this and I was vindicated in a moment in public in front of everybody without having said a word. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I have to follow the wisdom of God by the voice of the Father speaking in the Spirit like He spoke to Jesus when He says, this is my beloved Son. Hear Him. He has intent for that. He wants you to follow His leading because He wants to guide you and keep you and protect you. Hear what I'm saying this morning? So, I didn't get to everything. But I think we're hearing something. There is a more important voice in my life that I need to start paying attention to if I'm going to know what God's going to do next year, next month, and how He's going to take me through this. There are some of you facing job decisions. Be still and know that I am God, faithful God, loving God, caring God, never leaving nor forsaking God, the God that will guide you because you are precious to Him. He loves you more than you will know. That God, be still and know that He is still on the throne and He is God. Are you you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Wait upon the Lord. How often have we heard that the last couple of months? Wait upon the Lord. You will renew your strength. Waiting of necessity is something. Listening. Come on, come on. It's listening with intent. It's listening to the voice of the Spirit in amongst the church. God will speak. Just give him a chance. I have one mouth and two ears. And this one's got Gerard's doors attached to it, and James says it's a gafar like a I nearly used a very naughty word now. This is a black just for the first service. He it, it, it says it's a fire that he put it behind Gerrard's doors. Teeth for a reason, and He gave you what? Because it starts all kinds of nonsense. And when you start speaking, you can't hear. You know, people come for prayer. With all the dearest intent, now you come to pray for them. They are, they're supposed to be receiving. they got their hands up. We let them put their hands up or out or whatever. Say, so it's all a sign of you've come to receive. You can't hear nothing when you're doing that You might have been taught that way You might have Shut up Sorry You hear my heart this morning Two years If you'll give him a chance Still to date Quiet time Let's draw from these words what we need to hear this morning. Hear what the Spirit is saying because He really wants to guide you. That's why He gives you dreams and visions because you're too busy during the day and your mouth in the way. So you've got to hush baby on the tree. He's got to put you to sleep and give you a dream. Pastor, pastor, I had a dream. What's the dream about? You know that that if you just be quiet, he probably give you the the meaning of the dream too. It, I know it sounds it sounds so simple, but I, like people, I go and I say to somebody, can I close with this? I'll close with it. I promise. I promise. If Jesus chooses to forgive someone, who are you not to John Bavier? I'm not saying reconciliation. Sometimes when you've been slapped three times, don't turn the other cheek, just leave the organization. Hello? Still in forgiveness, but don't get another slap. For heaven's sake, that's not... Hello? But stay in forgiveness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let's look at the Father and the Son And ask ourselves truly for God to speak to us and say, am I walking in the relationship with Father as Jesus walked with him? Is my total obedience, I'm trying to find the right word, loving, trusting, totally committed, uh, uh, surrendered, Obedience because he knew the Father would do nothing to harm him. So, when God does give you a strange command and you say, That goes against everything I've ever learned, it's as crazy as putting worshipers in front of the army, it's as crazy as going out to battle and put the worshipers in front, it's as crazy as walking around. Jericho seven times. It's as crazy as sitting in the middle of a prison with my back beaten open, with my hands and my feet in stocks at midnight and doing prayers and praise. It's kind of crazy. But the Spirit is an opposite action and reaction to what's the natural expect. And then, and I close. And then expect God to show up in a way that you never ever thought He could show up in and do more than you could ever ever have done by yourself and give you favor upon favor with every magistrate and judge that there is because you went in the Spirit to God first and you said, God, what do you say? And God said, stop it. Do this way. Turn left. There's a voice behind you that says, this is the way. Walk in it. If you don't move to the left or to right but hear him stay in the program stand with me come on let's praise God come on Father, we thank you this morning for your voice. Holy Spirit, the voice of revival is amongst us. The voice of the Spirit is guiding and leading us. It's time for us to hear what the Father says to the children. I am loved by you, Lord. I am so loved that was I one amongst 10,000 Yeshua still loves me. Jesus is still on my side. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. None of my circumstances show it. None of my circumstances tell it. But I'm foolish enough to believe the Spirit rather than the flesh. Hallelujah. God loves me. Never leave me nor forsake me. I believe that word. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to walk in peace. I'm going to do everything the Spirit asks. Father, we thank you. For Jesus' example, amen and amen and amen.